Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. You not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Uh, I feel like I'm in my hell week. <laughs> You're in your hell week? Yeah. Seems terrible. Why would never join a sorority or fraternity? Uh, I I think that that's probably going to be the bulk of this week's debate because, as you mm-hmm. well know, I am very pro sorority, fraternity, and Your Greek, Greek life. life. Yeah, and I take it all very seriously. And mm-hmm. I think, like, to the average person, I think that it seems very stupid what Jack was doing this week. But to me, who has a very different view on this type of stuff. I feel as though our opinions are going to differ, which is fun because look like you and I don't have to have the same opinions all the time. That makes for very boring podcasting yeah, and very boring listening for our listeners, but I'm excited to get into that. I think that this episode, I actually really did like this episode and as reminder we are covering what uh so we're covering season five episode six use your disillusion now uh no five was the long goodbye oh wait no this is five see this is why i'm getting even more confused yeah you're right we're we're season five episode five use your disillusion it's we're following the hbo max order that they have on their website on a like a wiki and someplace else it looks like the next couple of episodes are a little bit all over the place in terms of their air date mm. um because there is a halloween episode at some point within here but i think it like 
ended up airing in December or something. Weird. Um, yeah, very strange. Too bad because we are in the spooky season as it is right now. So it would have been perfect to release that a Halloween episode on Halloween. Good timing. But guess but. what? We're not that lucky. We're not that lucky. So this is Use Your Disillusion. That is the episode we are covering today. Um, I'm going to look ahead. Let me look ahead in our calendar a little bit. And that way I can tell you all what our next episode will be as well. High Anxiety is the next one. Oh, season 5, episode same. 6. So, <laughs> so just in case you needed to know, that's what we're covering. Um, but yeah, like this episode I thought was okay um i didn't think it was bad um i think it, i i feel like i felt very like it's okay it's all right it's it's good i thought that there was a lot of things that were happening in this episode and obviously i guess my main focus was the jen and charlie stuff as well as the um jack and toby stuff so i do think that it and even more so the revelation that Jack is feeling that he wants to step beyond his friendship with Jen and like he is seeing it mm-hmm. more so as a high school re- uh, friendship and he's ready to meet new people and have new experiences. I think that was really interesting. Like it's uh, feels horrible because yeah um because we they're love like our the favorite friendship. pair yeah yeah we love the friendship of jack and jen but i also think it's extremely realistic like i do think when you're in yeah. college um a lot of the times you look back at your high school friendships and you're like what did we have in common was it that we were just friends in high school and that's all we had um do we really have the same values in life is this a friendship that i want to continue and a lot of the times like your college friends take a prominent role in your life and your high school friends take a step back and a lot of the times for it i really do think it depends because i think that there's plenty of people that are still friends with their college friends to you know into their 30s and adulthood and then there's a lot of people that are friends with their high school friends. I really depend. think it depends per person. But just like how many people do you speak to from high school? I don't speak to any. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, like I would I'm like uh, like friends on Instagram with some of them. Like I, I keep up with their lives, if that makes sense. Right. Like if someone got married, had a baby, did like got like had some kind of celebratory situation i would like do the whole congrats you know message um but no that's that's about it i mean uh we're very i went to a very small town like we're we're very different now it's like one of those things where you're friends because you're in that location um growing up and there's always that nostalgia but like yeah i totally i could totally see jack hitting that point and i think his storyline is one of the more interesting, I think, to me this episode, um, simply because I think like it was we kind of called this like it was bound to happen where like stuff was going to happen with Toby where he's yeah. like they're not in the same location. Like Jack is now more than ever deciding to like be a bit of a social butterfly and not just like glom on to whatever social group um andy ended up with <laughs> exactly and i mean if you think about it i'm sure jack felt like he didn't have much of a choice of who right. he wound up being friends with not only because he 
you know, really joined Andy's friends. Um, who and and by the way, it's not like Andy was like big friends with Pacey before they got involved. Like Andy kind of oh, no, got yeah. to be a creep creep through Pacey and through being Pacey's girlfriend. Right. So and right. Jack got there mainly because of Andy, but also because once again, like he was he got the job at um uh god like uh joey's family's restaurant crab shack and, something crab no, shack. the ice house the ice house or the ice house at, same at thing. the ice house yeah and <laughs> um and then developed this like will they won't they like baby yeah. relationship before he came out so he really that's how he became friends with them and i don't think like he really felt the ability to be himself in high school so finally now he's feeling like himself he's choosing his own friends and he's like you know what like i mean there is kind of like a little bit of an element of yeah i'm better than my high school friends well when you're... i think some for some people for some no people, for, for some people realistic. for sure and i think like we'll obviously talk a little bit more about it when we get to that scene but like i think also some of it is like jack like wanting to explore mm-hmm other groups and like he's always gonna have that bond with Jen like that never goes away but like this is a whole new crowd he can like reinvent himself if that makes yes. sense like he doesn't yeah. have to be the gay guy from Cape Side like he can exactly. reinvent himself and meet new friends and like I know one of the big appeals for him in the fraternity was like this is your family this is your group and like him wanting that because let's face it like right now his family unit is kind of split up all over the place and oh, so yeah. that's something he's really looking for and I think he's looking for it beyond Grams and Jen who like again are a very specific type of people so yeah. maybe he is looking for like that party mentality which once upon a time was Jen but I think like she's certainly uh like taking a step back correct yeah and so. also I think that I do. I mean, on the other side of the hand, like, I do think that there is like a certain level of taking advantage of people that, you know, for a fact will always be there for you. And I think that that's also what Jack is doing in the situation because he knows that Jen's not going anywhere at the end of the day. Like he knows Mm -hmm. they can have this fight. They can have this. Like, I do think that Jen, no matter what, will always and Grams will always be there. So then like people often take advantage of that and don't appreciate what they have in the situation. Yeah. Um, So I think it's really interesting that um jack's entire story in this situation and there's a lot of the times where i do agree with jack and what he's doing and then i can see how it's hurtful when you think that like you're too big you're you know or too yeah too good for a toby and for like a jen and for like the creeps yeah we'll we'll talk through the toby stuff because i think it's like even I think it's different than that even, but we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that when we get there, but let's, let's d- dive into this episode. Um, again, season five, episode six, uh, five, use your disillusion mm-hmm. where we start off. We're at the Leary household and it, Dawson is fucking disgusting. Like Gail is like folding some blankets, like a normal human. Oh, Dawson yeah. has cleaned out the drain and feels the need to show her the results. Like here are the receipts. 
bitch <laughs> throw that shit right in the freaking garbage what's wrong with you i thought it was a fucking mouse it I looked, hate, it looked I, like the spider you thought it was a spider i thought it looked like a mouse like i thought that like the stringy bit looked like a tail i thought it was oh. vile but um yeah. but yeah i guess like the point is is that once again a continuation of last episode mm-hmm. dawson is in this position with mitch passed away and it now um the interest the everybody has they got they had a lot of support uh from friends and the community and everything like that yeah but then like the dust settles and then it's really just mitch and gail and baby lily and dawson has continued to be the role of being the person that's taking care of gail in the household yeah um at least like now it seems like it's a little bit more of a partnership but dawson is paying bills he said that he's paying the bills yeah he's cleaning the drains yeah he's doing what needs to be done around the house that like probably mitch used to take care of he even offers like oh i think lily needs a pacifier like should i go get one and i think gail is just like you just take a break like everything is fine like i think like you said the dust has settled and they're kind of adapting and figuring things out and dawson to me that he's giving me these vibes right now of like if i stay busy i don't have to like think about it yes and gail is like listen joey keeps calling like she really wants you to just go visit like why don't you take a weekend and like go visit um and uh she's like i'm gonna be fine you'll like if you go away for a few days like it we'll be perfectly fine when you come back and yeah i i like this from gail being like you know what it's time like everything is okay here i get the vibe that it's been like at least a few weeks and it's like i don't remember if they've mentioned it but it's like yeah everything is fine if you go and visit joey and it seems like it's like it'll get it'll be put you in a new atmosphere i don't think like he won't be surrounded by like mitch's stuff too which i imagine is pretty difficult and mm-hmm. so I love this suggestion. I mean, obviously, Joey's pushing for it as well. Yeah, and I do appreciate Gail saying that it's time for him to go and be the teenager that he is. He is still only 18 slash 19. I'm not right. quite sure how old he is, but he's still extremely young. Mm-hmm. So it's time for him to just go out there and go see his friends, go spend the weekend in Boston. Um as much as he has taken on this responsibility, it's all projects, right? Like he's yeah. taking on projects to distract himself. So I appreciate Gail saying like, I will be okay. You yeah, go. Yeah. Um, the next scene we get, Joey and Audrey are jogging. Um, so I don't funny. know if I am like seeing things, but did Miss Josephine Potter have a belly button ring? I felt like when I was watching her jog and her shirt, because, you know, it's like it's that time where there's like it's low rider pants and yeah. it's like shorter shirts. And so you're going to see a bit of midriff. I swear I saw a belly button piercing. And now Miss Josephine Potter would not. However, no, Josephine Potter would not. Um, it's really hard to see what you're saying. Like, I see that the drawstring of the pants is kind of riding northward. So I'm feeling like that's what we're seeing. But I think that it's totally possible that Katie Holmes has a belly button piercing in the early 2000s. I'm thinking of like the Paris Hiltons of the all, the Nicole Ricci's. Um, Those 
a the Britney Spears's or Christina Aguilera's, like those A-list celebrities always had belly button rings. Like this is where belly button rings were just like raging out the wazoo. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Katie Holmes had a belly button ring, but no, Josephine Potter would never have a belly button ring in a billion years. Sacrilegious. Yeah, she would never. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like every, certain times she raises her arms and I swear I see a little like glimmer. You know what I, I mean? I see something. I just don't know. Can't tell. Yeah. It's very hard to well, tell. Well, I just want to say I will have my eyes freaking peeled. For that yeah, belly button we need ring. To know. We um, even like a scar. If she wears a bikini, we would be able to see a scar. Yeah. I think that this is the funniest thing because Audrey is like, she agreed to go jogging with Joey because she's convinced <laughs> that every single morning Joey pretends to go jogging just mm-hmm. to get away from her. And in reality, just like goes and hangs out at a coffee shop. Yeah. She so gets she- an iced cap frappy thing. That's what she thought that was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Audrey's like, yeah, like, I'm going to go jogging with you. And then unbeknownst to her, Joey really has been jogging the whole entire time. Of course she, she has. She's freaking Joey. And first of all, she loves yeah. to run. Exactly. She but like Audrey doesn't know that. Poor Audrey is suffering. Suffering. Yeah. She's trying to keep up with Joey. She's like sitting. She's like, I have to sit. I can't. This is too much. Um, And joey meanwhile is like not even paying attention because she is far too nervous about dawson actually visiting yeah um she's like okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna watch movies then we're gonna order pizza it'll just be me and him it's gonna be no pressure everything will be low-key and i love audrey saying like yeah well low-key does not usually have an itinerary so (laughs) you're not you're kind of being the opposite of low-key right now yeah which should be fair like I, I really understand Joey in this moment, though, where she feels like if I plan everything out, there's no pressure. Like, there's no pressure to, like, put onto Dawson to figure out what we want to do. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, I and because if things get weird, like, I'll have the plan to fall back on. I am very much a planner. Um, oh, I yeah. could I could see myself doing this exact thing, being very nervous. And I think in this moment. When you're, like, so nervous about seeing someone, I think it's really easy to fall back on, like, okay, but I have my plan. And, like, these are the things I can control and I right. will control them. Um, I don't necessarily think it's, it's what Dawson's going to need, no. like, in those moments. But I understand where Joey's coming from. Yeah. As the Dawson Leary uh, internal understanding specialist that I uh-huh. am, I can tell you that being accosted with a four-day plan of what to do from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. is probably (laughs) the worst thing you could possibly do. I think that Dawson, what Dawson wants is to go, let's go back to low-key. Let's go back to low-key. He wants to go over to Joey's and just, like, see where the day takes him. And if it's, like, a day where he's in, like, a funky mood and just wants to stay inside and watch movies, cool. If it's a day where he's in a funky mood and kind of just needs to get out of his own head and go to a party, good. I think that they need to take it day by day. And I think that having a full plan would probably very much overwhelm Dawson in this, what do you in think, this moment. What do you think about this option instead? What okay. if you have two different plans? What if you have... Why do we need to have a plan? Can we just take listen, it day by day? Hear me out. Hear me out. If you're like, okay, I have the movies rented or even just I have the plan of going to get movies or if he's feeling 
more like I want to go out in public, we have the backup plan of like, we're going to go out, we're going to get drinks or, you know, what, not for them, Mm -hmm. but you know, whatever, they're going to go to a rave or something, right? Like you have the two options. And so it's not like, here's what we're doing, Dawson. It's, Hey Dawson, like, why don't you pick between these two? Because it's like they say with kids, you know what I mean? Where you're not supposed to just too many options, too many options. You give them a few options, but Joey seems to think like, you can't put Dawson on the spot at all. She doesn't want him to feel any stress. She's not going to bring up the kiss. Mm-hmm. She's not going to bring up Boston. I love her saying there will be no talking whatsoever. And Audrey's like, wow, sounds like a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For somebody like Audrey who loves to just talk and talk and talk. Yeah. There's no chance that like, first of all, it's jo- Joey and Dawson. Like they talk all the time. Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to be silent? There's no way that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I really I really don't know. I just think that they really just need to just take it moment by moment. I think that if the opportunity arises and he wants to talk about the kiss, I mean, am I crazy to just be like, hey, you know, it's a really great distraction from your dad dying, losing your virginity and just getting Sarah, lost yes. in a weekend of you, sex. No. OK. Normally, like for normal people, maybe. Mm-hmm. Not for Dawson and Joey. Okay. Do you want to hear something like, oh, this might be too personal. <laughs> mm. I mean, literally what the <sighs> conversations we've had. <laughs> okay. I remember the very first time I had sex after my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. I felt like very weird about it as if like my father would be looking down upon me oh, and knowing no. that I'm having sex. Ew! I'm pretty sure he not like, like the, Not like, because you know, like, oh, they're looking down on you. You know, that whole thing. Like, he like, would just know you were having sex like, in that just moment. No, I like, didn't think that he was going to be, like, creepy and skeevy. I just No, thought, but, like, like, let's just hope that even if he was, like, alerted to that, he would have been like, eh, I'm going to do something else with my time. <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere else at this moment. <laughs> I'm going like, to not Like, that. maybe, like, he would think something like that. Like, But let's be honest. Like, if there is, like, a real afterlife and everything, let's hope they would shield you from ever having to think about your, like, children having sex. You know what I mean? I suppose so. Like, that's the good paradise place is to not have to know that stuff. Sure. I just uh, want to get reincarnated to a Persian cat. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the story. Not a dog? I feel like dogs have like such a good life. A Persian cat as I don't a- know why so, like, like you a say this cat was, as like, if, a like good owner. Okay. That like brushed me like all damn day. See, I feel like I just kind of want to be left alone. <laughs> okay, brush so you can Excuse me? Yeah, I want. I don't, I don't want to be brushed because Persian cats need to be brushed every day. I know what I'm saying. I don't want to be brushed. Well, I mean, I have to brush my shih tzus every day. Well, maybe I'll be a dog that doesn't need to be brushed. <laughs> yeah, be a chihuahua. I'm not gonna be a chihuahua. Of all the dogs, that's what you're giving me. No, like you're a short haired dog loopy. doesn't need. Uh, what? No, a yeah, short haired dog doesn't need to be brushed. Excuse me. A short hair dog doesn't need to be brushed, so I'll just yeah, be like any short hair. Okay, but I don't want to be a chihuahua. I want to be something much bigger than that. Like what? Like a lab or something. Mm. What? Oh my god! Now you're trying to regulate which dog I can reincarnate myself as. I don't, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you want to, if you need a one-to-one comparison, why am I chihuahua? I'm the opposite of a chihuahua. I'm so tall. You're loud and yippy. I'm a yippie. 
I've never yipped in my I'm life. I'm not yippy. When is the? <laughs> it sounds a little loud and yippy, if you ask me. <laughs> anyway, um, this is when Professor Wilder, Hunky Professor, comes up. Oh yeah, I'm um, so happy to get Hot Professor back. Hot Professor is back. He's riding a bike, um, and I don't. He like quizzes Joey on someone, something like someone named Rose Lazare just died, and so it's like so stupid. She has some kind of estate. And now, like, he's been chosen to inventory her estate, and now he's, like, putting together a team to do this. And Yeah, it seems very, like, a convoluted story, to be honest with you. It truly is. The long and the short of it is, Joey's invited, but of course it's happening over the weekend. And she's like, oh, my friend is coming into town. He has a death in the family. And he's like, listen, try to come. There's Brie. And Audrey, the entire scene, again, scene stealer Audrey every scene posing um, she, she's posing she's like i love brie <laughs> she is posing in the background she is like mm-hmm. hip she's like, doing uh, superman pose which like yeah. hands on the hips it makes you feel yeah. confident yeah it's but science. like hands on the hip but then she's like popping the hip for a she's bit popping of the hip and you know what she's pushing the chest out she knows how to make yes. the ta sing yeah and like the her jacket's like hanging off her shoulders a little bit yeah Audrey's just so phenomenal. I just love her. I think she's going to be one of those characters that, like, when other things are going on, you want to watch for her reaction in yeah, a scene. Because she's you know a very mean? good reaction actress. You're right about that. Because I, yeah. I, I watch her when she is um, watching Joey just talk, and the look on Audrey's face is always like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, truly. It's so fun. <laughs> and so like, she's like, he's hot. Is it too late to transfer into his class? Um, <laughs> I need to stop for like a single moment though on um, specifically on Audrey's pants. Cause she's wearing those like Adidas type of pants where it's like black and they have like race stripes on the side, but there's a full on pink seam in her ass crack in and i don't know crack why did they do this to her i don't know but you're you're able to feel it like i know it's like a it's like it, the seam is gonna be accosting your butt crack truly it's yeah. the worst like why would you do that why would you do that to audrey i really don't know i really yeah. don't know like maybe she i just feel like it's going to make an indent in your underwear and behind yeah it's not great not great um so then we get uh jen and charlie they're always in his dorm room like always always. in the room there's always random rolls of paper towels random bottles of soda in charlie's bedroom is he an ra or something like how did he get a solo dorm room or is it very large as well i think it is it's definitely a single and I, I really don't know. Like, it looks like he lives in a house. Yeah, and he has this, like, really strange, like, paper mache Japanese dragon or Chinese dragon, I should oh, say. On the like wall. Yeah, like, coming in and out of the wall. It's really distracting. And I keep, yeah. like, can't help but look at it in the scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I started getting, like, major ick right away from Charlie in this first scene. Is it because he's giving her a massage? Maybe that's it. Like, I just felt like the dialogue between them was kind of starting to get a little bit weird. Um, Right away, she's asking, oh, like, what are you doing tomorrow? And he's like, oh, I have to work late, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bitch, you don't have to work late. 
I just well, know we it. Well, know now he doesn't have I just to knew it. Me. I just was getting such bad vibes. I well, really was. Well, it turns out it was his sister. <laughs> uh, in the first case. Oh, well, yeah. That's true. But, yeah. So he's, like, giving her a massage. She's, like, playing his guitar or something. She wants him to go to a play that she has to go to for a class. And oh, I had to do so many plays. You had to go to a lot of plays? Oh, my God. So many plays. Yeah. I've literally never had that be a class requirement. Really? I think it's Well, you went like to film collab- school. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's like a collaboration between the classes and like the, the theater <gasps> like teachers. You're like, paid to do it. It's like, we need more bodies into the oh theater. God. Make this a, Make this a requirement. That makes sense, though, to be honest. Maybe. It does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's like, oh, I got to work. And then he says, oh, you can come and like do all the dirty scenes for me or whatever, whatever. Um, and then they get to get to doing it. Probably we don't but no confirmation on sex. They're just kissing. OK, um, I just want to be once again, really firm. I feel like in terms of draft points, if it's alluded to, it should not count. No, it's like we said before, like if we see them naked next to each other in a bed in bed, that's confirmed. Well, or like they could be on the ground, but if they're like yes. naked under a blanket or something confirmed, that's confirmed. but yeah, I like him just kissing each other near the bed is not confirmation that they had sex. Exactly. And people leaving dorm rooms. I have no clue what they were doing in the dorm room. They no, could have been just, playing. They could have been any number of bases. Yeah. So people, especially Thomas Palmer lay off you know like jessica's not <laughs> getting calling points. him out by name I'm so sick of it. he's like jessica's getting a lot of sex points i'm like no it's not confirmed no i'm with you i'm not gonna okay, try to like you. steal points like no no i just have to like I'm make it you. known like <laughs> to tom especially <laughs> to tom on the podcast <laughs> lay off <laughs> Um, so then we get, uh, Danny and PC who are working at the restaurant. Um, and it, they're like bantering back and forth about like chopping properly and they're, or excuse me, not chopping properly. The, they're playing, was it quarters? Is that the name of it? I think so. Yeah. You had to get the quarter in the cup. Yeah. And so Danny's really good at it. Pacey's not. Um, and, uh, and they're obviously again, like they seem very close and Karen comes in, rightfully so. She's like, I can smell the male bonding from behind the door. And the owner yeah, is as soon pungent. as Karen comes in, they're they're all pretending like they were cooking. Yeah, they're goofing off. And here's the thing I don't understand. Like, I don't understand Pacey liking Karen. I just don't get the vibes there. Mm, Do you get the I vibes? I think it's the fact that she seems unattainable. I think that he she's very like no and he's like yeah he's like i will fight for you then if you're Ugh. saying no to me i I'm will just chase not you here for this storyline to be honest you're not feeling the fact that pacey is a chef at this random high-end restaurant it's, yeah it's to me it's more like I feel like Karen should have gotten the job. And so I'm a bit yes. peeved that it feels yep. like they're trying to portray it as if Karen is just like a bitter Betty when truly yes. I'm like, no, it was the fact that he wanted a bro to hang with. And I feel yes. like, and maybe, you know what? Maybe I should bite my tongue because we do get like evidence that Danny is scum. And so like, maybe they're turning it around because I feel maybe. like they were trying to like, get us to like Danny. You know what I mean? 
I do I do like Danny, but I don't like Danny. I like Danny as like an older brother figure for Pacey and the fact that like nobody's ever appreciated him. And Danny appreciates him. Like I like that, but for somebody for Pacey to aspire to, I think that Jen was right. Like, you know, you're why would you want to aspire to be yourself? Yeah, exactly. And so they're like broing out, and then Pacey's boat comes up. Um, it's and- not Pacey's boat. It's like the Dean's <laughs> boat. It's not like it's, it's true love. Like how, I'm so sorry. I don't know whose boat is, this is. I don't. I think it's still the Dean's boat, but I don't understand how Pacey's allowed to lend this boat to people. No, I don't either. Uh, to me, what it feels like, and like people who know boats and yachts and all that crap can like certainly correct me. It feels like when the boat is like docked, they have Pacey still like he's allowed to like live on it. Mm-hmm. He's and like also a house like manager, but yes. a boat manager. He's like if you have someone house sitting, but it's a boat yes. instead. And so exactly. he's taking care of it. But I totally agree with you that it feels very over the line for then him to be like, hey, a lot, like you, you and your wife can totally go out for a romantic evening. What the fuck? Like, is he actually taking the boat like out? Because I, I feel like that's so, so dangerous. I found so, but that is, yeah, that is such a bad idea. Like, I think that's very irresponsible, especially because Pacey knows how expensive it is to fix a boat, to own a boat, to offer out his boss's boat, whoever this person's boat is, is very irresponsible. That's, yeah. it's just like, you know, lending um, your parents house out for somebody else to throw a party at it it's like you have no idea what's going on yeah exactly exactly it's yeah i'm with you and it doesn't make a lot of sense but anyway we find out like oh yeah my wife emily she's gonna love this and pc says like anytime you want to do it and this is when pc like gets the quarter in and again they're very like huggy broy, like happy very very broy. it's they're very close i i, I get the feeling you know what danny kind of gives me vibes of he mm. gives me the vibes of if you've ever worked in like retail or food service, anything like that, as you all know, like people in that industry, usually they're young. They're usually like high school kids or college kids on break or something like that, right? They're usually very young. And the managers sometimes are older. And Danny gives me the vibes of the middle-aged manager who's too friendly with the younger staff. With the young kids. Yeah. There is you know, definitely that dynamic. Cool. Yes. There is definitely that dynamic at Stop and Shop. You're right. Yeah, that's what I'm Am saying. Am I like I that when I become friendly with my my interns? I, I try to make it... you and your interns. <laughs> you know, but like I... I try to like you know be friendly with my interns. But maybe I'm just like that old bitch that's be- like befriending like 22 year olds. I think you're just friendly. I don't think you're overly friendly like the no, not anymore. Like maybe when I was younger, but you like, learned, it was... like learned a bit about it, you know. I, I yeah I've learned not to be too friendly with the interns you're right yeah. um but anyway then we're in the frat house um and Jack is playing pool with some of his friends and they're talking about initiation week which I think that's the same as hell week yeah it's the same thing yeah 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 so number one there is <laughs> there's no hazing it's fake it totally doesn't exist in this show at uh, least in real greek life but yeah. no uh yeah so the so hell week is the week prior to initiation and shit goes down like you are supposed to be 
uh, on call basically 24-7 right. for whatever the brothers demand of you. Uh, and they're expressing here that, oh, they've had to tie their brother's shoes. They've had to make them breakfast. They've had to do laundry. It, it It's also... Um, uh like some some things it, it is like greek related like oh like you have to i don't know if i was in an entity where i knew what sororities did when they hazed i would say like they would have to recite the greek al- alphabet they would have to like spit out facts on the sisterhood or the brotherhood when asked like just random stuff and um, basically, it's like pushing your buttons as far as they go to show that you're committed to being initiated. Yeah, that's and that's kind of the 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 concept. And they do talk is. about this of like, oh, you have to tie people's shoes, make them breakfast, like all that stuff. And they say, I heard if you can guess polar bear's real name, you're automatically in. And so they just start guessing <laughs> the male names. They're like Derek, John. Oh, his real initials are PB, like Perry Bastille. And the guy's like, he could be French. (laughs) (laughs) Anything's possible. I don't know why that killed me so much. Um, And so, yeah. And so they're having this whole conversation, trying to figure out his name. And this is when Toby shows up. And Toby, we have to mention it, is glassesless. So he was like, oh, that he's hot without the glasses. He does. He definitely has because he's in like a jean jacket now, which I don't know why that to me gives off very like confident vibes. Yeah, um, uh, we don't know what Toby's been up to. Like, I don't know. We if don't he even went know what college he's going to. Yeah, I'm even very much confused how old Toby is, but whatever. I don't know either. But yeah, so he gets uh, like Jack introduces him, but everyone's phones start ringing because it's Hell Week. Um, and again, this is a very surprise visit, which I do want to like emphasize. Surprise visit. Jack was not aware that Toby was Correct. going to be visiting, which. Everybody knows surprise visits, in theory, are good, but they never bode well. No, no I mean, mm, I wouldn't say they never bode well. I mean, on TV shows? I mean, definitely in, in TV shows. Like, whenever there's a surprise visit, you know shit's going down. It's never good. But I think in real life, too, I think that people have their weekends planned out and i really do think it's a bit inconsiderate it's kind of like a selfish thing in a way because it's like you want to see that person whether or not like that works for the person that you're seeing like surprise visits just don't work yeah um i tend to like me i'm like i'm like i I do a surprise visit benefited anybody i think it depends on the person and or i should say it depends on the people involved because i'm a planner and i don't think i would like to be surprise visited but i don't necessarily think that's true for everyone but here obviously we results oriented like we know what ends up happening um but they get back to like graham's house and jack is trying to explain like what this is it's like it's hell week they're not hazing it's Whatever. And I love Toby's like, whatever. I saw something on HBO, (laughs) (laughs) which really cracked me up. Yeah, we knew right away from the beginning that Toby was going to poo-poo on the fraternity. He's not. I knew that he wouldn't like it. I knew that he would say that they're controlling, that they um, he's like too involved with it. I knew that he wouldn't Mm -hmm. get it. Um, So none of this is very surprising Mm -hmm. to me. 
And Jack is kind of like, whatever, you know, like you're here. We're going to have a good time. And I also felt like that was definitely um, like a bad omen. Yeah, I think for me, like we'll get into it when we kind of get there a little bit more. But like I felt like Toby wasn't it could have been anything. I don't think it's the fact that it was the fraternity. I think it could have been anything that like caused his reaction later. Um, But yeah, but Jack is like very excited about this. He's having so much fun. And he even says here, like, I wish I'd known you were coming. I mean, I'm really excited to see you. But I won't have as much time. And Toby says, yeah. oh, you will have some time, right? And Jack says, oh, yeah, I'll make time. I'll tell you what. Tomorrow we'll tour Boston. I just have an obligation in the morning. And then I'm all mm-hmm. yours. So yeah, I knew that wasn't going to be the case. I yeah. do like the fact that Jack right, of the, right away said, look, like this isn't the best week. It really isn't. And then Toby says, you're going to make some time. I wish at this point. uh, Jack could have um, really established the expectations being like I have no fucking clue like I don't know when I'm going to get a call I don't know when I'm going to be needed I wish that he just like firmed up the expectations of my schedule is not my own schedule this week if you came next week that would be a different story yeah I think Jack is very bad I think Jack just doesn't want to like I don't know. I'm, tr- I'm not trying to say like, um, I just don't think he wants to like hurt Toby's feelings as soon as Toby gets there to be like, oh, you should just leave and come back another week. I feel like Jack is very much the like, let's make this work kind of guy. You know yeah. what I mean? And so like, I understand where Jack is coming from where he- that's why he said what he said, because if he had said, oh, I wasn't expecting you. Like, can you come back a different week? I felt like Toby would have been like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though that's again, not what he's saying, he can say, I wasn't expecting you. And honestly, this week is not going to be the best week for us to be together. So when I'm available to be with you, I will be for with you every step of the way. But there is an unexpected amount of time that I'm going to be away. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, you should stay for two weeks. You stay this week and then you explore the city without me. And then next week you come back and then we um, we do it all again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's tough no matter what. I think it's it, you're put in a tough spot when you're surprised like this. Um, but we're at the dorm room. Joey is trying to clean and Audrey is like, listen, I'm too busy. I need to, I need to paint my toenails. <laughs> and she's like, listen, it's 1248. I have so much time to finish before he gets here. And I was like, Audrey, girl, like there is an I, I'm very different from Audrey. I would mm-hmm. never paint my nails 10 minutes before someone was supposed to arrive because no. I'm going to, f- they don't have enough time to set. I'm going to smudge them bitches like very, yeah. very easily. The thing is, is that I fully anticipate Audrey has been painting her toenails for two hours now. That's so much time. I, but also like they were very precise. I'm um, Ugh, actually a two very- hours to I paint think your toenails. So. If I'm spending more so. than 20 minutes, I'm angry. I'm actually Well, angry. I was just going to say, I have to be honest with you. I am very pro, like, when you're painting your toenails, just make a disaster mess of it because it all comes out in the shower. Oh, on your toenails. Oh, on, on your, your toes. Toenails. I was thinking you meant, like, 
in the house. And I was like, you mean just spill nail polish? <laughs> no, don't do that because Monster. nail polish doesn't come out of rugs. Um, and... I'm with you, but the worst thing you could do is do chunky layers because that shit will That's never true. dry. So you have to be careful about that. But here's the solution. I just don't fucking paint my toenails anymore. Like I get a pedicure and that's bougie as fuck. Like, and I can, you know, I pay for it. It's like, I get them like a few times a year. I don't do it yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. but I also just like, don't trust myself, especially with that little nugget toe. That little fucker barely has a nail on it. Mm. It's like, yeah. it's never going to look good. Never. I know. Anyway. Um, so she, she's out of there. She doesn't put shoes on. <laughs> where's she going high gorgeous by gorgeous leaves and i love dawson immediately saying is she still weird <laughs> i don't think that she's that weird but yeah is she still weird weirder yeah getting weirder is. every day yeah no joey is definitely weirder though than audrey oh sure. my god yes um and uh joey says uh or dawson says how are you uh she says i'm great i mean i'm okay uh, and he asks about school and she's trying to tell him about like the like project that her professor got her involved in and she okay oh okay we're gonna get into it oh okay joey decides in her in her infinite wisdom she's like before we start and have this nice conversation before we have a wonderful weekend together i got this for you at a bookstore and she Mm -hmm. hands him a book that says how to deal with your parents death and she says i just thought i would have liked it if somebody had gotten it for me when my mom passed right um tell me your thoughts on this. oh i i hate i hate this type of shit i really do i have zero i i think that self-help self-help books help a certain amount of people however i don't want to feel like a project you know yeah it it feels very um emotionally distant it feels very impersonal right like i just think and obviously we know later that she like wrote in a thing on the front cover which i also think she should have said like yeah i think you should tell him that you know what i mean so that you guarantee he reads it it feels so impersonal because again maybe that's how what she wanted when she was grieving but i don't think she should assume that that's what dawson wants but who really does want a, a book no like one does i don't know why grieving. she <laughs> i i i know it's like the same thing of like any self-help book but it does help some people like i always think um I, like i always hear people say that they read them so there is like a certain target audience that really enjoys those books but i've never been that way i think that it's like millennials and younger they don't like self-help books but gen x and older do Mm -hmm. i think because and the reason is oh this is it this is it it's because we like going to therapy like we think that is helpful we don't want to help the self we want a professional to help us and i think that the older generations that don't believe in therapy as much they are like, I can help myself in this random book. Like, see, like, I, yeah. you don't need therapy. You just need to help yourself. It's that very, it's that very, like, old mentality of I am the only person that you can help or that can help you is yourself. Like, not yeah. a therapist, not anyone. That's I fair. Like that's why I think that, like, I would rather have a professional 
walk me through it rather than get like a fucking self-help book. Yeah, I think it. Okay, maybe I can equate it to this. This feels like the gift card of grieving presents. So you're talking about like an actual present. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying man, Jess. Like you're not gonna get Dawson flowers. No, I'm not saying she has to get him anything. I'm saying it feels like she could have instead said, hey, I wrote you this letter letter. of like my how I felt. And maybe Mm -hmm. I thought like, so, you know, you're not alone or like, hey, I rented your favorite movie to watch like anything. Right. Anything is more personal than this, like this book that is meant to address the masses yeah. versus address Dawson specifically and it's like, like like I said even if she point. had just said I wrote an inscription for you in the front like I feel like that's totally a game changer the book still sucks but at least she mm-hmm. wrote him a little something in the front of it okay. and it just this is a I good hate point. this gift it's terrible this is a good point I um now that you say that um my friend Christy actually wrote me a letter when my dad passed away and I still have it because I keep the majority of everything that has been written or given to me in that sense um, and it was a lot of like, you know, she experienced a, um, her losing her father super young and it was kind of a letter where it was kind of like, you know, like these things happen and I don't know why mm-hmm. and um, I just, I, I feel for you, I experience it with you and uh, I think that's extremely valuable and it's essentially what Joey did except it involves a stupid book. That's what I'm saying. It's so less personal and especially right. when someone is as close to Dawson as Joey is and like she's really like she's she's trying um it just it just it feels like crap and so yeah um well, you she keeps see, trying and failing essentially yeah and so Dawson looks at it and you could tell immediately like he hates it um and she's <laughs> like oh I got some movies we could watch them and hang out um and she, he's like all day and I'm like oh yeah he hates this idea too but she doesn't She's like, oh, we don't have to. He's like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm tired. And she's like, oh, I thought you might be. And he's like, yeah, you were right. It sucks because I wish she could see that, like, this isn't what he wanted. You know what I mean? Uh, this is a prime example of a Joey and Dawson miscommunication and lack yeah. of communica- communication that yeah. has always ailed them as a couple. Um, and as a friend that they are not able to really say what they need and in this instance I think that Joey is just floundering keep trying and trying and trying and Dawson doesn't want to he's very much in this position with his family that he can't take up too much space he can't take up too much attention because everybody else is going through shit so it reflects onto his other relationships as well including joey because at this point in time now he's more focused on making joey feel like joey's doing a good job taking care of him more so than being sad and letting joey take care of him you know what i'm saying yeah he's really focused on making Joey feel good in this moment that she's doing a good job. And once again, he's taking care of her instead of himself. So it's just this, this is the type of shit that you go through when you become a person in your family and in your life where you are really not trying to take up much space. Your needs and wants don't matter. 
it starts with your family and it reflects onto all of your other relationships. Yeah. And this is why I'm in therapy. And these are the lessons that I've learned. <laughs> and you're all, We're I'm paying money like, weekly yeah, for this. But you, you all get this these nuggets for free. We give out free advice all the time. Free, oh, yeah. You know what? No I one heard? should There's ever follow line it. In the new, in one of um Taylor Swift's new songs called Dear Reader. And the line that's really sticking with me in that song is never take advice from somebody who's falling apart. And, um, this is like this I feel like is the reason why you and I can never have an advice podcast because I'm constantly falling apart and I think that that's a uh, good advice. There are people <laughs> should not take advice from someone who's falling apart. I mean, that's fair, I guess. I mean, they still You're like, it. no, I really want that advice. I really podcast. want that terrible advice. Yeah, I really want that advice um, podcast. All right, let's let's move forward. Yeah, let's take a quick ad break actually and then we'll come back with a with the next gen scene. We'll be right back. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right. Jen is trying to con Pacey into going to see this play. Uh, it's Shakespeare. And so he obviously doesn't want to go, but she's like, okay, bye, let's go. Um, and uh, she runs into Toby. And again, uh, he's like, oh, we're, I was supposed to meet Jack back here. And Jen, um, I don't like that Jen does this, that she immediately is like, oh my God, I can't believe he flaked on you for those frat morons. And Toby is the one coming to, to, um, to jack's defense i didn't like how jen immediately jumped to that uh i didn't either she's calling him a pod person i think the thing is is jen we've seen it before when like she remember when she joined like the cheerleading squad for a hot second like she is very against conformity and she really obviously jen is someone who would hate frats and sororities and so yeah she immediately is just like listen like you're here for a weekend he can loosen his grip on his beer bong like he's a pod person now and like toby is the one defending him this feels all ass backwards to me yeah what year was this um was this are we um, at 2004 yet, or are we we're still at 2001. Like... We're 2001 right okay. now. Never yeah. mind. Okay. Yeah, I was. Um, I just wanted to. I was very curious when Michelle Williams had her first child, Matilda, with Heath Ledger. Oh, because 2004. So the show's no, over. Two thousand. Yeah, she she gave birth to Matilda in 2005. So I was just I was just curious because I. I don't know. I think it's just the fact that that this fashion in the early 2000s is weird cropped uh, sweaters, but with long undershirts. Oh, and I was yes. like, I don't I mean, by no means did I think that Michelle Williams was looking 
anything. No, less you just than wanted perfect. to know the math on it. Yeah, I just wanted to just make sure that she there wasn't like a pregnancy. That there was a reason they her. weren't allowing her to do the crop with the un- midriff. Well, yeah. cuter clothes, really. Uh, she's wearing. She's digging into Graham's old clothes, is what it looks like, to be honest. Yeah, and also she was walking with her hand on her stomach, and that's always like <laughs> really weird to me. But whatever. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. So Toby leaves. Um, back in Joey's dorm, it, this is the saddest of sad affairs where like, they're just sitting there watching a movie, uh, Joey, they're eating like yeah. it's pizza and, you know, Coca-Cola. Um, and it, it, it's so awkward. And Joey is like barely even watching the movie. She's like watching Dawson watch the movie. It's so awkward. And then it gets worse because there's like this really big car accident on the movie they're watching. And Joey like struggles to turn the movie off. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, it's so, how could she feel? I really feel for her in this moment because I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but when you're dealing with somebody who has like experienced a loss, there's so many foot and mouth situations where it's like mm-hmm. if they died of cancer, like it's very hard. Like you try everything in your willpower not to say the word cancer. And if they do, if you do, then you feel like yeah. shit. Cause you're like, no, I'm trying to not do that. This and- was a big thing. in when I was in high school, because when I was in high school at that moment in time, like the, your mom jokes were so big. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Where someone would be <laughs> yes, like, this is something your mom, right? Like yes. always. Yeah. And one of my friends ha- had lost her mom like a few years before that. And so yeah. every once in a while, someone would like slip up and make a your mom joke towards her and then be like, oh, yeah. shit, like, I'm so sorry. But you know, I'm sure like, she didn't care. I'm no, sure she, she probably didn't included in the joke. Yeah. But everyone was like, oh, fuck, you know, like and this yeah. is a classic mistake. And that's the thing. Like Dawson is just like. It's totally fine. Like, you know, he know I know you weren't doing that on purpose. Like, yeah, you know, it's the walking on eggshells and treating Dawson with kid gloves. It's all the stuff that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And and Dawson is just, I love Dawson saying you're not supposed to be doing anything like, you know what I mean? You're my friend. And so finally they're like, OK, let's go out. And I love Joey bringing up the professor's party and she brings up the Brie and Dawson just goes, I love Brie. <laughs> like everybody loves brie do i know you you're not brie? a cheese person but do you yeah. like brie brie is so confusing because so brie is like there's a shell right there's an outer shell and then inside yes. there's like ooey so soft. i don't understand what you're supposed to do are you supposed to eat the shell with the ooey gooeyness i'm i never have i don't know if you're supposed to or not i've always just assumed that you're not supposed to eat it but here's my thing Brie to me is touted as like this fancy fucking cheese. Like it is always like, oh, we have Brie, right? Like it's even in that movie, um, 10 Things I Hate About You. It's like, oh, there's Nigel with the Brie. Like it's always this like fancy fucking shit. But like, I don't know if I'm just unsophisticated. I actually am. But I like, I don't like Brie. I really don't mm-hmm. care for soft cheeses that much. Like, I what prefer. What constitutes oh. as a soft cheese besides Brie? Um, what are other soft cheeses? Cream cheese? No. I mean, well, cr- yeah, but you wouldn't just. I don't know that you would just. Do <laughs> you know what? Just... As somebody who hates cheese, I like cream cheese. I love cream cheese. Cream cheese is delicious. Um. Oh, apparently, soft cheese is unripened cheese made by coagulating Ugh. milk proteins with acid, and whereas hard cheeses are aged. 
Um, so this is my main issue with cheese. And it's the same thing with mushrooms. You're telling me that I'm supposed to eat old food. I don't want to eat old food. <laughs> I mean, I like I don't want to eat fungus. Like, I don't understand. Fungus? Why, yeah, like mushrooms. Like, like blue cheese literally has mold on it. You want me to eat old food? Like, this is why I don't get down with cheese. You're telling me you want me to eat, like, hardened milk. No, I will not. Delicious. Um, no, no, I, this is why, like, I could almost, like, I can get around eating, like, a, ch- like, a cheddar, like, a, a medium cheddar and, like, American cheese because they don't look like old milk. How am I supposed to eat blue cheese when there's, no, like. Blue cheese is trash. I'm 100%. It tastes like feet. Um, some other soft cheeses, mascarpone. I don't know if it's mascarpone. Fuck. Oh, what else? whatever. Okay. I'm not Italian. Um, brie, uh, can't, I can't even, can't, camembert. I don't know what that one is. Okay. What I can do. I'm not the one to do me doing this. Feta. I love feta. Oh, I hate, I hate feta. What the fuck? It just tastes so bad to me. Obviously cottage cheese is one. Ricotta. Don't get down with down. Ricotta. Yeah. Yeah. I could do ricotta. I don't think I've had cottage cheese. Like once again, you're telling me you want me to eat sour cream with lumps blue cheese like you mentioned i don't know what roquefort is uh gorgonzola borzin see i I don't even know what half of this oh have you ever had that like wet mozzarella burrata no sorry i left the wet mozzarella like when it comes in a little baggie and when you open it there's like a little bit of water in there yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could do that. That's, that's I mean, mozzarella one, is very un- unoffensive. Well, because there's barely any taste to mozzarella. Oh, that's probably why I like it. Yeah, goat cheese. Do you like goat cheese? No, I love not really. I like cheese. it better than feta, but but yeah, um, like I'm much more of like if I'm gonna eat, if you're gonna put out a chikoots board, I'm much more likely to eat it if you have like cheddar, munster. You know what I mean? Like your hard cheeses. I'd but- rather eat grapes. Okay, but it's not an either or in this situation. <laughs> and why do we have to pretend like crackers is good? You don't like crackers? Well, I tolerate crackers, but who's like? It's I a vehicle. Really it's a vehicle cracker. Okay, the thing is, I like Will doesn't listen to this podcast, but he also hates crackers. Like, if I make a chikoots board, he will literally always avoid the crackers. And can I tell you the one type of cracker that he's like? These are okay. Ritz. No, he fucking hates Ritz. No. Okay, Ritz, once again, it's like, Ritz is like probably the best one. No, you know what he likes? Triscuits. Fucking Triscuits. Yeah. He likes the grandpa snack. Yeah, they're but they're too shreddy. That's like, they're like oh. eating cardboard. It's like eating yeah. drywall. It's fucking disgusting. No, yeah, no, I can't eat. do. He'll just do, do a like a meat and a cheese. He won't do a cracker. For me, the cracker is basically the crunch. I really have zero tolerance for charcuterie board um, meats either. Oh my, what? Wait, you don't like the like prosciutto? No, not really. Oh, the salami, the pepperoni. No. Oh my God, the capicola. I just rather eat tomatoes and grapes. Oh, are you like a rabbit? What are you talking <laughs> about? No, I don't know. I'm like actually offended at this take. It's terrible. I don't know. Um, I, that's what I, I cucumbers. <laughs> I like that. Pickles. Cucum- you're not going to get cucumbers on a charcuterie board. Cucumbers. I'm just like making my own. I'm, I just want to <laughs> eat a fucking veggie board. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a veggie platter is what you're looking for with maybe some so. fruit thrown in. 
Yeah. Um, but anyway, and so yeah, they bring up the Brie. They're heading out to the party. Um, meanwhile, Jen and Pacey are hanging out. This was a little refreshing. Yeah. I feel like we haven't yeah. seen them besides like her keeping his secret, you know? Yeah, I really like this as well. They he got the invite to the play and they're walking and they're I, I like this conversation because they're talking about um the girls that Pacey's interested in. Jen's like, gosh, I'm so happy I'm not single anymore. Um, it's a very fun dynamic and I, I like Pacey talking about the different girls that he's juggling in a way because mm-hmm. we, it just feels like a, a real friendship. Yeah, I totally agree with this. And I like it because like, I feel bad a little bit because this is normally like a Jen and Jack activity, but I kind of like that we're including Pacey here because he's talking about Karen and like, oh, how like they're really like, I love the third grade definition of flirting. I thought that was funny. Um, and, uh, and they're talking all about that. And like PC loves Danny and it's his mentor now. And again, like you said earlier, PC says, oh, he's me only older. And I love how Jen is like calls him out. Cause Jen is someone who I think gives very pretty good advice most of the time. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. And so I agree. she's like, how does this make any sense that like the person that's supposed to guide you through life is an older version of you? Like, so you, when you grow up, you want to be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um and this I is mean, of course myself but only better of course I, mean, I don't think that's like necessarily a bad thing to want but i feel like usually your mentor should be someone who is different Helping than you, you grow yeah because they're gonna bring out the different parts of you that like correct you wouldn't be able to do yourself you know correct yeah um but yeah this is when they see um charlie with someone else in a restaurant and jen of course naturally just wants to barge on in there (laughs) and beat his ass and pacey with the remarkably good like advice yes who says like absolutely not like you don't know what's going on in there um, and I love how she's like screaming and he's like volume, volume, <laughs> volume. Yeah. They can hear you. This, yeah. uh, you're not that far away from them. I, I really like that too. He's just like, look, um, you need to step away from this, you know, really yeah. think about it. You're too upset in the moment to be dealing with this and like call him tomorrow, which like, of course to Jen in the moment feels like impossible. Right. Like I, I feel like. I don't think I would have the same um, gut reaction to Jen in terms of like, I don't know that I would want to run in there and confront him publicly, but I also don't think I would be able to wait until the next day either. You know, no, no, especially, I mean, you don't want to cause a scene, right? but you also don't want to hold on to it. I don't know. This has never happened to you, right? Like I can't imagine it has like where Mm. you've like caught someone cheating no no not really not like this i mean like i've seen like guys texting texting other people and you're like who are you who are you talking to like what are you doing yeah like i've not had anything like this happen but i am a jealous person so if i saw that person text a girl and i don't know who they're talking to then like yeah, like there's a lot of like what it like what is it? like I do ask like the question. Interesting. What what would you do if you're Jen in this situation? Like, do you run right in or cry. do you <laughs> <laughs> um cry. definitely cry? Um, no, like I think like the move is if you're the type of person that's not gonna be able to like live with yourself, I think that you can 
go in, be a cool girl, and Yum. be like, hey, like, my name is Jen. How, how are you? Can I steal Charlie for a second? Oh. And then bring Charlie outside and be like, I saw you holding this person's hand. Can this you is- please give me a, an explanation? Because I can't. I need to know what's going on this is a this is an approach i had not even considered is like because to me the fact that it's public is what would stop me because i feel but then like that's why you bring him outside no, this is why your plan is genius because yeah. my my biggest thing would be like I, this is why i didn't want to be proposed to in public like none of that stuff feel, it feels like very weird and i would be like so embarrassed to go in there and like confront someone in a crowded restaurant like that yeah. even mm-hmm. even with like that person he's with because like who knows right like who knows if that girl knew he was attached right she could just be like mm-hmm. on a date thinking everything's fine and right. i like this approach though where you pull them hey i need to talk to you right now and get them out of the building and yeah. then then and that's then when you be confront. like look like i want to give you the benefit of the doubt but mm-hmm. you told me that you were supposed to be working today i see you here with somebody else was yeah. your explanation yeah but i really love that pacey's like pacey's advice is like well you're gonna be calmer you're gonna be more rational you're gonna yeah. be happy that you waited and you'll have the upper hand and like yeah. i feel like all that is very much like solid very yeah. solid advice. I, I think so however i don't want it to i wouldn't i know like my like me being an anxious person like i probably would not stop thinking about it i wouldn't be until- able to go sit through this movie like yeah, absolutely not. Play. No. So I I understand. I think that if you're a person that is able to keep your composure um while confronting and then do that, but yeah. um but I understand that like Pacey knows Jen and he knows what Jen later you, does and that remember the henry stuff where she even thought henry was like flirting with that other girl do you remember the kind of oh my god yes she yes. worked there <laughs> she i know henry just had a co-worker and she she went up to that girl and was like oh no she went up to henry and was like if you want to fuck her then go ahead <laughs> yeah like we know how she could be and so jen yeah. finally agrees and then like she about goes to run and basically just picks her up and runs away with her. Goes, yeah yeah i did see like in the beginning of the scene like i when i was re-watching sh- she really did have her left hand in charlie's hands as if charlie was looking at the ring i did see that and then we only saw her right hand for the rest of the scene so how smart I, that they did that yeah so i can i can adamantly say because of course like my question is later on is is this the truth or were they, were they really on a date and i my answer to that is i think that really is his sister yeah but it seems it seems accurate oh well 100 yeah um and so then we get this Toby and Jack dinner. Scene. Very awkward. They're in an argument because Toby's upset. Jack didn't call. And, um, but he and how was he going to? Toby doesn't have a cell phone. Toby doesn't have a cell phone. Who was he supposed when to call? I don't know. And then when you're doing this stuff, you don't have the ability to stop what you're doing. Yes. And back then, like, okay, nowadays there's really no excuse because you could shoot off a quick text. But like back then, like texting, I don't even know if texting was a thing at this point. Beepers? 
Maybe, but like he doesn't, if he doesn't have a cell phone, I don't really know what he was expecting Jack to do. And something absolutely, absolutely killed me. I fucking died when Jack is like, you don't have a cell phone for reasons I don't understand. And Toby just shouts, brain tumor. <laughs> <laughs> that really was the concern though. Yeah, because, and I'm not saying it's not, there's not some validity to like anything, but like, remember yeah. when they made a big stink about girls who would put their phones in their bras? In their bras or like the guys who put their phones on um their hip so it's near their junk yeah well you're and not supposed to like there's a different reason but you're not supposed to put like your laptop on your junk because of the heat not because of like rays or anything but because the heat mm-hmm. warms up your testes and then your swimmers aren't as like fast cooked. that's why you're not supposed to do like briefs either because they hold your junk too close together and it gets too warm who knew you're welcome not only do we give advice but we also let you know about medical things too not doctors we are not doctors and we're not liable for anything do we want to call a doctor i don't want to call why we're not calling a doctor we're not (laughs) calling a doctor and asking about testicles right now because the only doctor that i know you're going to call does not specialize in testicles no i know i mean michelle is a nurse practitioner she's very intelligent she's kind of like a general doctor i believe that she would know but i'm telling you this is fact okay i I hear you so be careful with your job folks um and so yeah so toby i like i really don't like because Jack is like, I had no way of telling you it was going to be late. And Toby says, you can't stop what you were doing. And it's like, no, you can't stop what I, what I was doing. Like, what do you mean? I was in the middle of something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I just yeah. feel like, so Toby's getting all upset. Well, um, I mean, Jen egged him on, to be honest with you. Jen egged him on. Also, I'm, I'm taking away points from Jack because he says, don't get all girlfriendy on me. And I really didn't like that. I really, I mean, really that was like a little, that. we all know that Jack, if Jack wasn't gay, he would be like the douchiest bro in the galaxy. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Thank God Jai has like, at least has this because this is the type of misogynistic things that he says. Yeah. And so, like, they say, oh, you look great. I missed you. I missed you, too. And this is when Jack's phone rings. And he does say, like, I'm in the middle of something. My friend's only in town for a little bit. And Toby says, it's okay. You should go. Mm-hmm. And now, Jack says, okay, it's only supposed think... to be half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, uh, so many so, so, so many wrong things here. Number one, like, I think that Toby was probably, like, did not like hearing that Jack called him his friend i think oh, that my friends. Well, he did introduce him as his boyfriend earlier it's not like mm. you know what i mean i know but still but yeah that's i fair. also that's fair. it's a it's a slip of the tongue i suppose i don't think that i think that toby said what uh, what is he said you can go but with the expectation once again that jack would choose him over it and be like no 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 no, this is not important don't yeah, worry about it i don't think that's fair i think if you're gonna give someone no, the, if you're gonna give someone the like you can go then expect that they're gonna go like you can't get I pissed know, when they don't it's obnoxious and this is a lesson that i've had to learn too and it's kind of the hardest lesson because at the end of the day you just want somebody to pick you but this is this is kind of what he did and then it's also bad on Jack because he has no fucking clue how long it's going to take. So saying that it's only going to take a half an hour is once again not fair. You are giving Toby 
really well, bad expectations. To be fair, Jack is saying they said it's only going to be a half an hour. So he he's saying what they said an hour. Well, he doesn't know that. Multiply it by four. It's going to take oh two God. hours. So yeah, so they're like, okay, well, I'll meet you back at the house. Okay, great. And Toby like leans forward for a kiss, but like Jack sprints on out of there Ooh, too quickly. I did not see real that. bad. Yeah, uh, you didn't bad. see that. I think that was another thing that like really got under Toby. I think there's a lot of things, but I think that was like a big one too. Yeah. Was like, like you said, I think you cap it with like the friend comment and not kissing him when he leaves. And I feel like Toby's getting a little bit like, yeah, he's he's not into this like I am. Um, yeah, he was saying he finishes meal. I just they're salad. They have salads in front of themselves. But can I tell you what really, really irked me about this whole dinner situation? How small the table was. Oh my god! Yes, yes. <laughs> How did you know? That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's so I know, funny. Two plates don't barely. They don't barely fit. And, they, fit. and on top of that, they have these like they almost look like um like. What are those things called? Like the jelly lamps. Um, what everybody have in their kids? Lava lamp. It almost looks like a lava lamp that is taking up like a fucking third of the table. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a, a upside down lava lamp, but yes. like cut in half. And it Why really does take up. So, so they have, okay, there's a lot of stuff on the table. There's the lamp in the middle. There's the two giant plates of salad. Yeah. There's a ice holder of with water, water. Like and then two giant goblets of water there's no this, room and actually the plates don't even fit totally on they don't. this is make this taller and this is a cocktail table like this it's is really, like it's really rough i'm really upset about this like if i went to a restaurant and they sat me at this table i'd be fucking livid it's a table for one not a table for two exactly this is trash and you know it's an expensive restaurant i see cloth yeah. napkins i see water like in a bottle ready to be poured and i know that's an expensive place that how, they're eating. i don't understand how these college kids are always affording these fancy dinners i think toby was like treating this one well, I don't who, know. but what does toby maybe do? toby's family is rich like we don't know maybe. We don't know. Um, but yeah, they that does not end well. Um, and uh, Jen, or excuse, yeah, Jen and Pacey get to the get to the uh, play here, and uh, and it's apparently Othello. Um, and Jen mm. says Othello is about a man who's convinced his wife is cheating on him, so he kills her and then he kills himself. And so Jen immediately gets up and leaves. Yeah, she's I like, you know what? I can't do this. Feel that for Pacey because he has to like apologize to all the people they have to climb. Uh, okay, so the we worst. just went to theater together. What yes. are your thoughts on people coming in late or leaving mid-show to go to the bathroom or whatever and having to climb over nine people? Yeah, to get I hate it. Um, it's kind of annoying. I guess for me, I hate it more when I'm the one having to do it. So like I try not to leave like mid-show if I can. Um, but like it doesn't especially bother me unless they are really careless with like like not even trying to like suck it in or like not have their wiener like directly in my face. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I I it's just one of my pet peeves. I mean, this happens every, like when you go to the movies, when you go to the theater, everywhere. yeah. When you go to 
a baseball game. It happens all the time. Well, this I is also why I sit on the end. Like the, I, it's no yeah. surprise to you. Like my husband picked those seats. Like Will and I are the same. We very much like to sit on the end so that if we do need to get up and get out or yeah. like, you know, we're not the ones annoying people. Leave that to yeah. other people. No, the end is very good. Um, and we have good it's also, too. there's also like five people competing to get that end seat. Well, we got in, it in terms then. of like our group that we went to go theater with. Oh, like, we, I because we had went to that people. NC. We all wanted it. Oh, did we? See, I wasn't. I wasn't. Honestly, I didn't. Oh, really I care was. That much. I really wanted it. I see. It. The thing I hate about going to like the theater with your friends, if you're going with a large group like that, is like I want to sit next to everyone, but you only can sit next to two people. You I don't want to sit next to anybody. I would rather sit in the di- totally different Oh, I'm so happy you said that because honestly, a while after that, I felt so bad that we didn't sit next to each other. And I was like, I really hope Sarah is upset that I didn't sit next to her. I uh, Do you <laughs> want me to be upset? I don't want you. No, I'd rather you. <laughs> Why would I want no, you to I be didn't upset? Care. No, I, I really well, don't. Like, I, obviously, I sat next to my husband on one side. Like, it was oh, just yeah. like whoever filed in basically. Well, also, but... like the thing is you and I spend so much time with each other. It's like. Do we really need to spend well, that's time how with I each felt? Other? Yes, because like one of the people we were there with is someone I don't see that much. And so I was like, no. I want to sit next to that person because I never yeah. get to see them. You know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, you know, it's, I, I didn't okay, really good. care. I'm I wanted the NC. And what my yeah. stupid ass was like, was like, I was try- I was being a Toby. And I was like, does anybody want the NC? And then, and then somebody else took it. Like, yeah. I was like, fuck my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get for being nice, bitch. I know. I know. Never be nice. That's no, never. You got to take what never you want. Nice. Um, but yeah. So uh, so then we have um, at the professor's house, Joey and Dawson go in and Dawson immediately goes and like splashes some water on his face. Um, and like he's really upset again because joey is trying to like hold his hand she's like oh do you want to meet my professor do you want me to come with you to the kitchen and dawson like again i think he's over it i think he's over being babied uh yeah absolutely so i think that i i wasn't sure at first i was not i felt like we were going in the direction that he was secretly drinking or something dramatic but actually what we got was like a good depiction of what anxiety attacks um feel like when the world is just overwhelming and he kind of had a um kind of like a little breakdown at this party yeah let's talk about this first before we get to to jen's scene where like basically he like is like oh is it warm in here i'm feeling really really warm yeah um and again someone some girl tries to give him a bottle of her water and he's like no and like nowadays don't do it but yeah he's having an anxiety attack because of overstimulation i think mm-hmm. that he is really he's he's like, i just need to get air i need to get out of here i don't want i need i don't need to be surrounded by people i don't need to be babied i don't need to do this i don't need to do that and i think like at the moment thinking that going to this party would be better because there's a dozen different people that joey can do it on and not just himself but then when yeah. he's actually in the situation he's like i and i think in in actuality i think that he truly does not know what he needs nor what he wants yeah i i think i think he is like doing anything other than being at home like you know right because 
what we've seen him doing to cope is keeping himself busy. And so by mm-hmm. going to see Joey, he's like, oh, we'll be kept busy. And when they're not and they're just sitting in her dorm watching movies, he's like, shit, I need to be doing something. And so in his mind, he's probably like, let's go to this party. There's a lot going yeah. on. I can like lose myself in that. But instead, he feels extremely overwhelmed, which yeah. again, like I feel like you asked me three years ago and I don't really understand. I still don't understand, of course, what Dawson is going through, but I feel like I have a better grip on what anxiety looks and feels like. And for sure, this is some sort of anxiety attack. Like, yeah, this is I've I've had this feeling. I think probably a lot of us had have, especially with crowds. I know myself personally. Um, I know one time like after this is like still COVID heavy. Like I was still wearing a mask and I went into like a Marshall's and we got to the point where we were at the checkout line and I looked behind me and there was this, you know how it gets in Marshall's with like the line was so massive and yeah. just seeing that many people in that store where those, the aisles are also kind of narrow and yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that was enough. And I, I just turned to my husband. I was like, I have to go outside. Like it is too, it is too much in here for me right now. And I feel yeah. like that's exactly what's happening with Dawson, but for I different agree. reasons, you know, I agree. And mm-hmm. also I, I think that's a, a, a really good point. It's like, you're just like sucking, like everything's like within your head, like it's just a lot to think about yeah. um, all at once. And then also, like I'm wondering, like how much is he thinking? What's going on at home? Because he's been yeah. able to take care of his family and control situations at home. He's hasn't been there for a day or so. Maybe he feels like everything is falling apart without him being there. So I'm wondering, like how much is he thinking? Like what's going on in Cape Side without me there? Yeah. Well, yeah. He even says like when he, when he gets outside with Joey and they're talking about this, he's just like, I'm so sorry. Like when I was in the grocery store, there were two people in front of me and I I couldn't even wait. I felt like I was going to explode. It's just this loss of control. Yeah. Standing idle is hard for him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, I did want to go up, but then as soon as we got here, I didn't want to be out anymore. I just changed my mind. Um, and he's just like, it was, it was just so hot in there. And uh, Joey's like, oh, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're getting sick. And now he wants to go back to the dorms. And I think like, I think you're right. I think it's one of those things where for, for Dawson, um, because it's triggered by grief and by the loss of his father, it's not as simple as knowing what's going to trigger you because literally nope. anything can, anything yeah. can bring you back. Right. Like let's pretend the reason for this was he walked inside and he saw his dad's favorite type of beer or something. Correct. Like literally anything can trigger it. And I feel like Correct. for Dawson, it's the loss of control that is driving him mad because he can't predict when it's going, when this wave is going to hit him. Yes. And I think he's, he's struggling to, to just ride the wave to like lean into those moments. He's trying to course correct and act like everything is normal as is Joey, which is like not helping. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Like, what do you think if I said Joey is not the right person to be spending this weekend with? Like, I honestly think he would have been so much better off if like, he was hanging out with Pacey for the weekend. You know what I mean? Or Jack. Maybe he would have been happy if he was going to the frat parties. <gasps> and like, because Jack is during Jack. hell week, Jack isn't like doting on him all the time. He has exactly. his own shit. Yeah. yeah. And also Jack also knows what it is like to um, feel grief. Yeah. Because he lost his brother. And I think that um, Jack could have been 
a really good thing. And also it's like, no, like once again, like men and women do need, I mean, people like men and women need different ways to cope with grief person to person. Everybody else is different from grief. And I, I do think that like one of the guys could have been, in a he it's it's the doting it's like the being feeling like you're being suffocated from too much yeah. caring you know yeah and also it's not helpful for joey because there is no way for joey to win in this situation and she's continuously feeling like a failure because she's not being able to help doss in the way that he needs to be helped it's a lose-lose yeah. situation yeah i think if you get someone like pacey who is more spontaneous more adaptable like I and I think he like he is a little more tough love, but I think he'd also be like, hey, man, let's go out. Like, let's have a good time. Oh, you don't yeah. want to go out. Let's go fish off a dock. You know what I mean? Like fish I off the dock. Yeah. Yeah, P totally. Pacey is a little more go with the flow. And I don't think Pacey gets even if he is in his head about it. It's not as on display as it is with Joey, where when she's anxious, it is like, oh, my God, it's written all over her face. And that's only going to make Dawson feel worse because he's. There's also this awkwardness of yeah. like, is, will they, then won't he, they? Then he has to take care of Joey. Exactly. And he doesn't want her to feel bad because he feels like it's his fault. Like there's exactly. so many layers. And I think like to keep it simpler, it shouldn't have been Joey. But you, you can see know why for a fact that if Dawson was like, Joey, I don't want to spend this weekend with you. Like I need something else. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That would be world end for it Joey. Been, yeah. That would have been it. You know, you're totally right. And it's like, it's a shitty situation, but that's the truth. And I think, I don't know. I feel like almost any of the creep creeps besides Joey would have been a better fit. Even Audrey probably would have been a good fit. Honestly. Because that, that equals fun. If Audrey equals fun. And maybe in this situation, you want someone that you know a little bit less. You're not as intimate with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, maybe that yeah, would be better. Or maybe it, it shouldn't have been her, only Joey's responsibility to. Maybe the three, right? Like everybody, if you maybe there, everybody could have pitched in to make sure Dawson had true. a good weekend. Although but he may no, have felt everyone's even more so into their own shit. Yeah. Speaking of, um, Jen barges, shoves Pacey so many times, mm -hmm. barges her way into the restaurant. Um, I don't know about this. Would you ever feed your sibling off of your fork? I thought this was a little weird because that's what she walks in on. And that felt very intimate to me. Uh, are they sharing a dessert? It looks like they both have these dessert? like, they both have these like frappy drinks. So I don't really know yeah. why she was like feeding him. Okay. Maybe it is fork. a little bit weird. I don't know. It felt really weird, but she just goes all in, all in. Charlie Todd, what a coincidence. Oh, my God. You guys mind if I borrow this chair? She's just like, hi, how are you? I would really love a cup of coffee. And then she just starts dumping things in Charlie's lap. First the iced coffee. Then she piles up some whipped cream. Um, and then she finds out this is Charlie's sister, Elise. Supposedly. I think so. I think, I think that's so. our siblings. Based on her I reaction, I felt like it was. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I do enjoy not only Pacey laughing in the background, but also saying, hey, I just want to say that I do not support this. And I think that this is going to end up very poorly. Uh, yeah, this is so funny. <laughs> uh, it was a very fun scene, to be fair. He's, 
Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, he's like siblings. <laughs> and then by the end, we're like pretty happy that Jen did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, but um, yeah, like yeah. obviously Jen feels like a fucking asshole in this situation. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I think it's good to remove yourself and the man from the situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then we're back with Jack at the frat and, um, I really like, liked this because the brothers were discussing something very similar. And I really do like how the frat brothers are like, they really don't care that Jack is dating a guy yeah. because at the end of the day, they're all in relationships and they're like, That's, yeah, like yes. my girlfriend too doesn't get it. Like they, she, they don't really yes. understand what we're doing here. I thought that was really nice. I absolutely loved that. I loved that they were like basically all having the same conversation about like we're all dealing with the same thing with our partners. Yeah. Um and uh and yeah, they're like you got to draw the line and Jack says, "Well, he flew all the way here to see me." Oh, so we know he flew. I have no idea where he's going to school, but he flew. Where is he flying from? I have no idea. Um and one of the brothers says like he's pretending it's a sweet move, but it's a hostile takeover. If he cared, he would have called first, made sure the timing is right, and then booked the flight. And Jack says, mm-hmm. "Well, maybe he wanted to surprise me." And uh and the one of the brothers says like, "Yeah, but like, it's more of like a, well, now you're going to spend all your time with me and you can't meet anyone else. And they're like, maybe they're like really trying to, he's trying to check up on you. And they do, they give Jack a compliment. They're like, you have your pick of the litter. Like, you look great. You dress you're well. The, you're the like, hottest guy on campus. No, the reason I loved this so much is because, again, quick reminder, this is 2001. And so I feel like in a different show, like, it's, this is at the height, like, 2001 oh my god there were so many jokes of like oh no homo no homo like oh do you know what i mean uh, yeah and this is during the height of all of that and so for Mm -hmm. me to have these two friends who are self-assured enough again 2001 not because nowadays it guys be complimenting guys all over the place back then it's very much like you would be seen a certain type of way if you gave your fellow guy friends compliments and saying like, you could have anyone you wanted. Like you're, you dress so well. Like I loved that they were like, so staunchly on Jack's side and were like, Mm -hmm. you could get anyone you wanted. I thought that was so nice because it didn't feel like Jack was being treated any differently than any other person in that frat. Yeah. I I like that too. I mean, of course there is a bit of, um they're encouraging him to be single so of course no. I, so it's kind of like yeah like you know he's he, he, like break up with your toby like you know he you're, he sucks and i think that we're supposed to feel i think the episode is making us feel a certain way that like the fraternity and these brothers don't have jack's best interest at heart but in reality i do think that they actually do because i think that to be a freshman in college and being remote uh, romantically attached is a lot is a big ask and jack on top of that has shown and expressed interest on exploring outside of his current relationship i'm thinking back to that conversation i think from the first episode of the season where jack was talking to jen about like i mean look there's so many people here <laughs> like and jen was like yeah hello you're in a relationship so i think like his brothers know that maybe jack really isn't fully in this relationship and if you're not fully in if you're not fully in love 
why are you wasting freshman year of college when there's the whole entire like ocean to explore so I yeah. think they do have the best interest of heart but I just I think that this show was really wanting us to be on Jack and Toby's side um see, I don't know I think that I I almost disagree in that I feel like the show wants us to want Jack to to move on a bit like I think we're supposed to feel bad for Toby but ultimately like for a relationship to not work out in your freshman year in college when you're not in the same location to me feels Mm -hmm. like overly reasonable like I wouldn't have even been mad if the reason they broke up was literally because Jack is like I don't have time for a relationship right now like if I can't if I can't give it my 100% effort I think it's better that we take some time apart and like explore right live a little and like I feel like that is totally reasonable um I wasn't mad at all at his friends because I think what I feel like what they were saying is very fair like okay you can't cool. focus all your energy on on one particular thing not when you're this age not when you're trying like jack is to like mm-hmm. become a part of a frat whether or not i enjoy frats the fact that like he's trying to get into this specific thing that takes a lot of time and effort obviously he's gonna take away time and effort from something else you know you only That's have correct. so much of yourself to give That's so. correct and i i and once again i think it's very realistic i know a handful of high school relationships that did not work out going into your, because especially long distance, I think that's why are we expecting our 18 year olds to be in long distance relationships freshman year of college? Yeah. I mean, I kind of wish that like, I mean, as much as I'm happy, I'm still with the person that I was with freshman year of college from my, from high school or from my high school years. I'm like, Yo, baby Sarah, like, go explore. Yeah, I think every one of us would give the younger version of ourselves and other people that are that age, like, the same advice, which is, like, mm-hmm. you're young, like, go have fun. Go have but fun. But, yeah, I totally I like, I, agree. I, I was, like, feeling guilty for saying, like, on guys' laps. It's like, you know, <laughs> go sit on more guys' laps. There you go. <laughs> the, the official advice of the podcast. <laughs> on more guys no, laps. don't. Don't take advice don't from people who's falling it. apart. Yeah, don't do it. Um, so then we're back with Jen and Charlie and we find out like, oh yeah, his sister got engaged. And so, um, his shift got switched. He was going to call her, but he knew she would be at the play and then his sister called him. And so there we go. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so then Jen is feeling so guilty. She's like, I'll do your laundry for a whole month. And he says, that's a start. And I'm like, this is, this is you. This is the, I was so upset about this again. Charlie is hot. I can't help it. No, he's not hot. (laughs) But this is absolute trash. You should not. I don't know. I I don't know about you, but I feel like when when someone is like, oh, I'll I'll do dishes for a month. I'll do laundry. To me, that is not okay to hold someone to that. I agree. I think an apology is enough. I I agree. Yeah. Um. This makes puts all the power into Charlie. It does. And um, I really didn't like this. I felt this is where I started to not believe Charlie. <gasps> Interesting. See, I, okay. I'll be honest. I didn't remember like this storyline. And so I didn't know. And I thought, I thought like, I didn't like the laundry thing, but I did like what Charlie said about like, I didn't jump to conclusions when I saw you with Pacey, which no, is like, but I also guess. 
I mean, that's a fair thing to say, but yes. on Jen's side, if you're seeing someone spoon feeding someone else, to me, that's a whole <laughs> different story. Especially if you don't know, like, do Charlie and Basie know each other? Honestly, I can't remember. Uh, man, I don't think so. But also, I feel like once again, it gave me the ick that he was throwing that into Jen's face. He's like, I'm better than you because I didn't think that when well, I saw you hanging out with Pacey. Like, yeah, I he did say, am like, so much better than you, you. You need to trust me. Which, again, I think, I don't know. I feel like I would have a whole different vantage point on this if we didn't already know the end of the episode. Like, I didn't I don't think. Know. This is exactly where I got the ick. I got the ick with the laundry thing. That icked me well, out yeah. big time. Well, the whole, yeah, this whole conversation. I was yeah. like, I don't trust him. I really do think that he's cheating. Yeah. And then, and he, so bounced- then he like hugs yeah. her and like everything's all hunky dory again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jack is late. Um, Toby's all pissed off because he's watching TV and to- Toby's just like, I don't even care. I don't want to hear it. I don't know. I don't want to care what you were doing at all. Um, and he says, I want you to tell me the truth. I want you to say that your fraternity is more important to you than I am. And Jack says, it's not that easy. You're here for a weekend. I'm here for four years. What am I supposed to do when you leave? Um, and he says, wait till I scrape up enough money to go see you. Are we supposed to do that for how long? Like I, Jack's argument, I feel like is perfectly fair where he says like, I want a social life and I'm doing that about while I'm being honest and open about who I am. He says, I don't have to compartmentalize myself to make it easier on anybody. And like, I really love that. And I love, again, I think what this show does very well compared to Boy Meets World is recognizing its history. And when Jack says, like, when I moved to Cape Side, everyone knew me as Andy's brother. And then I was Joey's artist boyfriend. And then I was gay. And then suddenly I was Jack the gay guy. You know what I mean? And I feel like. This story is so well done for Jack, who feels like he wants to just be able to be open with who he is from the start and then fit in. And he is. Yeah, I really like that as well. I did enjoy the callbacks of being like, this is where I'm coming from and this is how I'm feeling now. And these group of guys makes me feel like a normal human Mm -hmm. being. And he is normal, but he spent time in a small town where he felt very not normal especially coming and and even not only his aspect of the story but we also he's also he was also like known as like crazy andy's brother like you know what i mean yes he had this stigma against him for everything for and like how his mom was like his mom had mental illness and his you know he's also um tim's brother like the dead kid's brother like yeah all these things but here at college he is just jack and Mm -hmm. just jack can be a fraternity bro and can have all these friends and can be part of this brotherhood in this family and this is why all this is important he's saying i have the next four years and beyond potentially and this is kind of like what I want to focus on. And also, this is the worst possible week for you to come. I am getting initiated essentially yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. It's the worst possible time for him to show up. And I also, like, I really didn't like when Jack was saying, like, oh, I talked to my fraternity brothers about this. And Toby's like, there's no way they could understand us. And Jack's oh. like, relationship problems are universal, which is so true like it is such a red flag when you tell your significant other i spoke to my friends about us 
and your significant other gets mad at you for it oh. humongous red flags it's like a very i've i've had this happen not thank yes. god not with my current partner but like in a past relationship where it was like you're not allowed to talk to your friends about me and it's like that's not fair because if you're if i'm going through something and it involves you and i need to talk to someone about it i should be allowed to confide in my friends and for you to trust that I trust them with that information. Obviously, depending on your relationship, certain things might be sacred, which I feel like is fair enough, right? Like certain things might be sacred, but generally speaking, you should be allowed and feel comfortable to have a conversation with your friends because you know what? Sometimes we need to vent. Sometimes yeah. you need to call up your friend and be like, oh my God, this fucking asshole just left <laughs> whatever everywhere again. Because yeah. in my opinion, the, having that little vent sesh and getting it off your chest and then kind of moving on from it and not really making it into this huge argument, nine times out of 10 is better for your relationship. I absolutely agree. Because if you're not talking about it with somebody else, then you're holding it on the inside. And it's going to bubble up. It's just exactly. So but it, it, I I thought that Toby was like, you're talking to your brothers about me. Yeah. I did That's not like not that at all. And like, then we get to this point where Jack thinks maybe he's jealous, like of the frat bros, because he's just like, I can't tell what else it would be. And Toby says he wants to be. Uh, the thing Toby says is like, I want to be a priority. And Jack says, you are. And he's like, no, not one of them. He like, I don't, to me, Toby is just like, ugh. I, I want to like Toby, but I mm -hmm. feel like you're talking Toby to never someone really who's a, did. no, but you're talking to someone who's a freshman in college. You can't expect that you are going to be their number one priority. They have school, which is like, probably should be number one. And then their new social circle is obviously number two, because guess what? They're fucking there. Like, unless you're married or like in a serious, serious committed relationship, that's just not the order it's going to go in. And like, I know you probably expect me to come into this episode being like, fuck this fraternity bullshit. I did. I did. But I just, I don't care if it was a fraternity or just a group of friends. In my opinion, Toby is coming in here feeling like it is a checkup on, on Jack. And even if it wasn't, even if it was a surprise visit, I don't think you can get mad at Jack for having other plans. Like, I just don't think that's fair when you're the one who surprised him. Like, you yeah, can't. I agree. You can't, it'd be different if they had a, let's pretend this is like new agey more. They had like a scheduled Zoom meeting or a, a scheduled FaceTime like at, you know, 10 p.m. And Jack had it on his calendar and then he like didn't show up or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's very different if you have something scheduled with someone. This was a surprise visit. I don't think Toby has a really a leg to stand on in this argument. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that the show is very much or Toby and Jen rather are very much. Well, fuck the fraternity. Fuck yeah. your other plans. Fuck your other friends. You know, you are different. You have changed. And maybe Jack has changed. And can they at least appreciate that maybe that's okay? Like, maybe it's okay that he's changed. Like, why do you want to be the same person that yeah. you were when you were a kid? Like, you want to be constantly changing and evolving. And it's the same exact age i remember i having uh, me having these conversations when i was a a freshman or a senior yeah. in high school where it was a lot of 
And it's because you're growing and you're trying to find who you really are. There's a lot of conversations with your old friends of like, you're changing or ever since you had a boyfriend, like I never see you and you're totally different or like you're not mm-hmm. even like interested. Like you're just like focused on your college friends. It's all of these things. And it's, it's tough. Like it's stuff that like 18 year olds have to deal with this stuff because you're learning um, who you are and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're trying to, you know, toe the line of like who you were and who you are and who you want to be. And I think that um, it's okay. It's okay that we're changing. It's okay that you're evolving. Mm-hmm. It, I understand why Toby and Jen are hurt because they don't want to feel like not as much as a priority, but it's really the reality of this age in particular of yeah this shit happens it, it does really does it does the only thing i would like say kind of sucks uh, that jack does is like toby says like it, you know it's it's true like i you know i'm not your priority anymore right and jack sits there and toby walks away and then like later jack doesn't show up and i think like that kind of sucks that he doesn't even give like toby the closure um, like that's the to me the that was a little thing that was does. a little shitty, but he was literally yeah. getting initiated. Oh yeah, no, he didn't really have again. He was busy. <laughs> he was yeah. literally getting initiated. Yeah, so I don't um, know. So now we're with Pacey in the kitchen with Karen, um, and uh, like Pacey's like, oh, do you think it's like fate that we end up working the same shift? And she's just like, um, you look at my shifts and then you ask for yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun dynamic i know you you're like what what do they you're not feeling this relationship but yeah if there's one thing that pacey likes it's somebody that can go tit for tat with him in the wit section this is fair um so emily walks in who's danny's wife and he's like oh how was last night and she's she's sick um and she's like yeah unfortunately like i was sick last night but you're danny's new favorite he talks about you all the time yeah um and so she she comes in because danny had left his wallet at home his wallet yeah Yeah. and so she knows that or he knows that she was sick that night and he also knows that Danny took well, the this, boat out last night. Yeah, this doesn't come up till later. Yeah, when he yeah. finds out about I, that. I think but... that he was mulling over though. Well, he was like, "Oh shit, that sucks for like Danny." Oh, yeah. That like I guess he you're right. Able to I guess you're right. Um, yeah. But then Dawson is leaving. Um, and Dawson says, "Like, thank you. You like actually did make me feel better." And she's like surprised. Um, and so uh, he says, "Oh, I'll call you soon." And he leaves. <laughs> and he leaves the fucking book on the bed, which I thought was so. I'm like, "Damn, Dawson, that is cold." He didn't That's even take cold. it with him to like chuck in a corner somewhere. Yeah, you know? that is cold. He's like, "I don't like this book," and it's not like I don't think that he like forgot it. I think that he no, just, he like, left it. Book. He left it for sure. Yeah, he was like, "Fuck this book." I don't uh-huh. need this. And Joey, of course, sees it. Um, and then we get Toby and Jen hanging out together because he is waiting. They're waiting for his cab and he's looking for Jack and he's just like, he's thinking about like a rom-com moment when someone like runs down the street and like, I can't live without you. Yeah. He's like, I thought about it and fuck the fraternity. I just want you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and it doesn't so- happen because once again, when you create those expectations for yourself, there's nowhere to go, but down. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I, I absolutely love that Toby says, hold on to that Charlie. He seems like he could be a good egg. 
<laughs> oh, God. Which just shows you that Toby knows shit. Toby doesn't know anything. Yeah. And yeah. so he leaves without Jack there to oh, say Oh, so goodbye. why does he have to leave the exact same second that Jack is getting initiated? Well, he probably has a flight, Sarah. Remember, he flew this there. This poor planned. It really was. Um, at the restaurant, uh, Danny comes in and he's like, oh, thanks for the boat. Like I left the keys wherever, blah, blah, blah. I, my wife and I had a fantastic time and Pacey mm -hmm. looks like, whoa. Also, whoa did you notice Danny got Pacey coffee? I'm like this fucker. He is like, if I'm any other person that works in that restaurant, I'm fucking pissed. Well, the favoritism is it's unmatched. The nepotism it's really, at its finest. Yeah. Like it, it's not only, um, lauren who's not who's getting like no, the shocking situations or karen whatever <laughs> it's everybody else as well and like his wife literally was like oh yeah like you're the new favorite like you're the class yes pet. Like, you're everything this is upsetting and, on so many levels i mean yeah but the oh but like this is like the type of shit that happens at establishments like this yeah there's there's always a favorite yeah yep um and so of course now he's gonna wrestle with whether he should say something whatever right and um, also it's like he has to like realize like oh my mentor is not who i thought he was if i am no. trying to aspire to be this man i don't want to be the type of person that cheats on my wife exactly. like he has like it's not only like oh do i have to tell these people it's like this dude is not really like who i thought he was and yeah. if he is me then does that reflect onto me? Like, am I capable mm -hmm. of cheating on somebody or being or betraying or keeping these secrets? So I think that it's kind of like complicated feeling for PC. Yeah. Do we have any predictions? Like, do we know the person he's like, who he's having an affair with? Goodness. Like, if it was I one thought of the that waitresses... it was going to be, I thought that it was going to be Karen, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I feel like she kind of hates him enough that I don't think it's she does. Mask. But I thought that that was the story. That's that the they only were one telling. we really know. So, yeah, yeah, if it's not her, then it's probably not someone we know. Um, Meanwhile, Jack comes in it's to. Grams. It's Grams. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> She's really getting busy in Boston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I haven't Jack seen her. <laughs> Jack comes in and Jen is like packing this fruit basket. And Jack says, I'm a brother. Like, I got, he has his whole like outfit and everything. And Jen yeah. says, You suck. You broke Toby's heart. You don't even seem to care. You're not even bent out of shape about it. And uh, Jack is like, What do you want from me? Like, I know what I lost today. Um, and Jen says, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. We haven't really been friends since you got involved with this frat. And I love that Jack was like, or maybe since you started seeing Charlie, I feel like if you're mm -hmm. gonna a, a relationship is to a two way street, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't if you dish it, person. you gotta take it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jen's like, that's not fair. And Jack says, why should I be fair? You haven't been fair to me in months. Um, and like Jack says, we're growing apart. I wanted to spare Toby a little bit of pain. Um, he says, I want to meet new people. I want to have new experiences. I don't want to have to worry about somebody else in the process. And honestly, Jack has articulated this to Jen before. Yeah. The only thing I thought that was a little harsh was after he says this, she says, maybe you should have told him that. And he says, I'm telling you that. Yeah. And I so this is where it was a little harsh. I totally agree. Because I, I messaged Tom, as I mentioned earlier, when this was happening. And I said to him, I'm like, did did Jack just friendship break up with Jen? Yeah. 
because that's how it felt. And I think that that's how Jen took this in the moment. But then I like watched this particular scene again or this this segment and it's not exactly what jack was saying it's more so that like jen expects jack to be the same and like in in high school it was just the two of them and they really didn't hang out with other people besides the creek creeps and that was it it was really just the two of them i mean like eventually jack became friends with dawson whatever but i think like that's what jen expected forever and he's saying look i you're allowed to go out and like meet guys and like have a boyfriend like why why like can't i explore what i want that's fair i think he handles and, it and, and he's like, i feel like i am disappointing you jen as a person who's trying to get out there and that's what he's saying. He's saying that I yeah. like you want me to just have you and I feel as though it's my responsibility as your friend to only be yours. And I'm saying like mm. I am going out and meeting other people and that you are acting like that's not cool. I th- the thing I don't like about how he's saying it is like he's treating J- Jen and Toby like they're the same when they're not. But like the I way know, he but says, that's what Jen is acting like. But Jen no, but the way like it's they're in a relationship. That's them against. The oh no, world. she she is totally saying like I barely see you. You're in this frat, and I don't think it's right for her to oh, all blame like blame it all on Jack because it's not all his fault. She's also dating Charlie. They have less time for each other, and they're in a new school and yada yada yada. But the thing that sucks is like when Jack says I want to have new experiences and I don't want to have to worry about hurting somebody else in the process. I feel like to me that reads very much like I don't want to have to worry about hurting your feelings. Like yes. it feels I don't want well, to worry it feels, about hurting. It feels very much like I don't want to have to worry about that. Like that's not a priority for me. I don't care about hurting your feelings. Is how it reads. Like the but, way it comes yeah. off is very different than probably what his intention is. But yeah. to me, it feels very different when you're breaking up with your long distance boyfriend than when you're trying to have a conversation with an old friend about you having new hobbies and new friends. Like, I think he could have had the same conversation if he wasn't so heated. Maybe he could have yeah. said something more like, we're we're still really good friends, but I want to meet new people too. And so yeah. I might have less time for you. And I just want to give you that heads up. Like, I feel like there's a right. different way to say what he wants okay. to say. Yeah, I hear you. I think that that is what he's trying to say. And I think that he's saying, like, I don't want your feelings to be hurt. That I'm trying to meet other friends, which I think, like, that is what he's trying to say. But I think what both of our first intentions or our first perspectives are and is is what what jen's feeling the situation that you don't want to be friends with me anymore you think that you're too good you are like friendship breaking up with me and that's how it comes off and i think like if you're a sensitive person that's what this felt like but i also think that that's not what jack said and i also think that jack didn't say it in the best way and i do agree with that but um, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a hard situation because he does if he lives his life and does things and goes to parties and makes other friendship groups like that makes Jen feel like less of a priority and yeah. he doesn't want to feel 
responsible or bad for that. Yeah. Um, so Jen leaves, um, she brings this fruit basket and this balloon to Charlie's dorm. And of course, as she gets there, he is kissing another woman. Goodbye. Um, it's so awkward too, because the woman like passes Jen and she just looks like devastated. Yeah. Um, this is so sad. We're like, yeah, Charlie sucks, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, so then it just begs the question, like how long has he been cheating on Jen? Has he... Do they or I sh- I have a prediction we're going to get the whole oh we never define the relationship we never yeah. said that we we're monogamous like I don't really believe in monogamy like I can hear that type of narrative from Charlie and it's mm-hmm. going to suck and also is this like the end of Chad Michael Murray is this his arc I was kind of hoping for like a more substantial relationship between the two of them. I think we're, I don't think he's leaving the show. Like, I think he's going to maintain, be on the show in some capacity, like whether or not Jen forgives him. I have no Mm -hmm. idea, but I feel like he's going to still be on the show. Well, I was really hoping for more. Like, I I know it felt very brief, right? We're only five episodes in. Like, it felt like it took two episodes to get them together. And now we're five episodes in and it's already on the rocks. So, yeah, I'm Um, a little disappointed with that, but I feel bad for Jen. Yeah, of course. She looks devastated. Um, Then we get Audrey, like, stretching for their jog. She has her poor. (laughs) I love her. She has her portable fan. She has her water bottle. She has her new glittery lipstick. She is ready (laughs) to jog. And Joey is just laying on her bed. Uh, She says, "Um, I shouldn't be happy. My best friend just left. I haven't seen him in a month. And as soon as he walked out the door, I felt relieved. And she, Mm. she feels horrible about herself um and she like uh audrey like notices the book and she asks about it and he was like maybe he forgot it or maybe it was his way of telling me to butt out she's like i didn't even think the book would help well what the fuck joey and joey says the reason she got it is because um she knew as soon as she saw him everything would get fumbled and she'd forget the words and she didn't want to write an email because that felt impersonal. And I'm like, <laughs> but a book feels more personal, Joey. What the fuck? I know. I know. Um, and she said writing a letter felt weird. Uh, and Audrey says actual letters have a very grandma hokey sleep away from camp kind of feeling. <laughs> Audrey's, Audrey's um, so funny. But yeah, but Joey says she did write an inscription that he'll never read. And now all he'll remember is what a freak I was. Um, you know what? I, I should think she should rip that page from the book and just mail it to him. I think so, too. I totally agree with that. Um, and so Joey goes to change cause they're going to go get some coffee. Um, and, uh, and she says, try the glitter lipstick. It's really fun. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so this is when we get like the actual note, um, because Joe, Aud- Audrey is reading it. Yeah. Do you um, want to so read to him? Ready? Read it to me. Yeah. I'll read it to you and you can tell me whether you like this or not. Uh, dear Dawson, when something like this happens, you want to reach out and grab the people around you, the ones who matter the most, the ones you take for granted all the time, and you want to take those people and hold on to them as tight as you can, tell them how precious they are to you, how knowing them makes your life better in every single day that you're living it, because when something like this happens, you realize how awful it would be if they didn't know, if they weren't aware of the profound effects they've had on your life. So I want to take this moment to tell you that I love you, Dawson, and I'm here for you now, forever, and every day in between. Love, Joey. Um, Yeah, I think it's a good letter. I think so, too. I think it's not too long. It's not mm-hmm. too, like, 
specific if that makes sense right Right? it's not like dwelling on his dad or anything yeah it's not that's like self-involved like it's not like oh like when my mom died i felt this and this is what i went through and this is what helped me um it's very much like a i'm here if you need me which i think is like the main thing you should say to someone in a situation like this okay yeah i totally agree so no, I thought this was wonderful. I'm just upset that he'll never see it. He'll or, never you know, he'll maybe see he will, it. He'll see just, it. Yeah. And you know. the episode ends with him driving off back to Cape Side. And I guess mm-hmm. like just reflecting on like what his status in life is. Yeah. Um, we don't know. I mean, we assume that he didn't see the letter. Um he could but- have. He could have opened the book and seen it. I feel like they would have shown us, you know what I yeah, mean? Maybe. Like, maybe they'll bring it up later, but that's the, that's the end of our episode. I mean, we talked about this one for a good long while. I, I like it better upon reflection. Um, yeah. I think it prompts a lot of very interesting conversations. So at least yeah. like there's that. I but... appreciate that you just like didn't come into it and like shit on Greek life, which I kind of assumed that you would have. No, like, I, listen, it's not for me. Like, I yeah. would never um, do But you something... understand what the point of it is. Of course. And I think for someone like Jack, I think it is like perfect i think it's exactly what he needs is like there's a structure there are people that are supposed to be your friends and like again for all intents and purposes from what i've seen the two guys he's hanging out with feel like really nice guys and so i'm not gonna crap on that because those guys seem really great like i'm not down for everything greek life has going on but from what i've seen of it in the show this like so far I feel like it makes a lot of sense that Jack would want to be involved in it. And I know more I'm critiquing like Toby for again, like, I don't think you could get that upset when you're surprising someone like yeah. they have shit going on, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you saw it that way. Cause I, yeah. I expected us to have opposite views on it. I mean, who knows? Like we're still very early in the season. There's plenty of time for the Greek life shit to piss me off. Like there's so much, there's yeah. plenty of time. And at that point, again, I'm only going to critique it for like what's happening on the show. Right. Like if they start hazing people, like I got shit to say. But you know. they were hazing them. No, but we I just know. Didn't see it. We didn't see it. And like, yeah, I don't like that shit. Like, that is probably easy to know about me. Once again, <laughs> you know it's about I mean? dedication. Like, how far can they push you before you break? Like, it's yeah. a po- the point is, like, you're supposed to be committed no matter what. Yeah. Which tying people's shoes for them again how is that showing commitment but whatever (laughs) i don't know i don't know that's why that's why you're not supposed to haze yeah yeah um but we do have a voicemail from temmy um hi ladies i'm just gonna talk about that scene between um pacey and jen it's really cool that they had the walkabout which you can almost imagine them doing it in uh cape side highs always but when Pacey explains to Jen that she should take a beat and calm down he really explains it very rationally going through all of the reasons why she should wait and she just she hears him but she's she knows what she's going to do anyway and the way they just eye each other it's so funny i i was watching it again and i paused just laughed it's really funny well done and uh there will be something between pacey and charlie later in the season Mm. that's it the tease 
Such a tease. Interesting. I think that, I mean, what Pacey does best is get into random fights. And I would love <laughs> to see Pacey just like deck Charlie in the stupid perfect nose. Like, yeah. Fuck you. You, you know, you cheated or you did something. I gave you the benefit of the doubt and you're just a piece of fucking crap. And just deck him. That'd be good. Yeah, I could honestly, I could very much see that happening because he get, does get very agitated, especially he's very loyal to his friends. And so, like, he's, I could he's, see that He's happening. a loyal bitch. And yeah. I think that that's why he's going to, I can see it compounding, like, um, the stuff with Danny and the stuff with Charlie around the same episode mm-hmm. and just being like, I have zero, I do not tolerate infidelity. And yeah. I do not tolerate people betraying people that I care about. Yeah. And I can just see it, like, really come to a head. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. That's going to be really fun. I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Pacey um, hasn't gone into a fight recently. And I he's due, love right? See- <laughs> well, he's very much due. He's Pacey due. loves to punch random people. He does. Um, so, yeah, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. Next episode, high anxiety. Um, yeah. I wonder if this is like Dawson dealing with anxiety or if this is like a reference to something um, else. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, um, we literally saw Dawson for the very first time have um, his own bout of anxiety. And I'm yeah. sure that was a very new feeling for him that he mm-hmm. was not familiar with. So to seek somebody that could help him through those emotions would be yeah. phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, next week we're gonna be at you with another another episode. High anxiety. Um, yep. if you wanna send in feedback, we love getting feedback. Shit90spod.com, shit90spod at gmail.com. You could add us on Twitter and Instagram at shit90spod. Um, you could hit us up individually. I'm at the Jess Sterling. Uh other than this, I'm podcasting about Mythic Quest over on Post Show Recaps. So go check out that coverage with our friend Adam. Um, so much fun. I freaking love that show. I cannot wait for season three. Sarah, where can people find you if they'd like to follow along with what you have going on? Yeah, I don't have much going on, but, um, we do, we just came out for Halloween, um, our coverage of, I know what you did last summer, who of course, Kevin Williamson, the creator of Dawson's Creek created Mm -hmm. Scream and I know what you did last summer. So, and we definitely felt those vibes yes going very on much so. and we and loved it I know you spoiler it was it was a good it was a good yeah. time and honestly i think it's like one of our like more most fun bonus content episodes and yeah and we had bit. a lot of fun just like i mean we put in the show notes because obviously it's already out when this podcast drops like we don't start talking about the movie properly until like 30 minutes in so if you like yeah. the like rambling shenanigans we get up to like you'll love that podcast yeah so i really Really enjoyed covering that with you. And then aside from that, I don't know. We're just bopping. We'll have more stuff in November coming up. Um, So looking forward to to all of that. And of course, like we said, we're finishing up Boy Meets World. We are like, oh my God, we're getting so close. It's like making me nervous. I know. We have five more episodes. Oh my God. Of content. And then we're doing two. We're doing a season wrap up and a series wrap up. So seven more Boy Meets World podcast yeah so if you have any actually it is if you have like any boy meets world from any season 
anything you want to say, you want to get your voice heard, because we'll probably pull in feedback if anybody has any on that like final, final wrap up. Make sure yeah. you get it in. You have plenty of time, the end of the year, but like make sure you get it in. If you want to say anything about Boy Meets World, what it meant to you, if you watched it like during your childhood, if you're just listening to us following along, anything you want to mention, maybe we'll go a little bit down like memory lane a little bit. Because um, oh, yeah. it's the first show we ever covered. So it's like a big deal for us to be to be wrapping it up, you know, two plus years yeah. in the making. So, um, but yeah, that's all we have going on here. So, of course, catch us catch up with us next week. We're going to be covering the next episode of Dawson's Creek. I'm probably going to watch it tonight because that's the kind of mood I'm in, baby. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. So, all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.